sermon for this morning will be entitled Hamas are us. Hamas are us. Oh, what a horrific horror we heard this week uh, that Hamas terrorists living in the Gaza Strip launched a terrorist attack upon Israel and killed over 1,300 innocent civilian Jews in cold blood, even beheading 40 little babies, butchering their bodies, cutting them into pieces, yes, cutting off their heads. Oh, who can fathom such evil done by a human being? What a horror of depraved savagery. What human would do these things, this? Oh, now how our ears tingle upon hearing these atrocities, this pain, this killing, this beheading of innocent babies. All around the world, people hearing this horrible news stopped in shock and asked, how can anyone do something so savage, launch such terrorism against each other, especially to behead babies? And in today's sermon, then, we will try to probe into this mystery of human depravity and see what kind of humans could possibly do this unspeakable evil. Our scripture reading for this morning already tells us of that great human depravity that shall dominate in the last days of the last days. Oh, may God, he open our ears, open our eyes, that we may hear the word of God this morning from 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 through 6. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Thus far, the reading of God's precious and infallible word. Now, in this morning's sermon, we will look at the theme of the Hamas heart. Using the text, Jeremiah 17, verse 9, where God says in utter amazement, looking at our fallen human nature, God says, 
The human heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it but God? We will look at the evil of our a human heart by nature in four main points. Our first point is the horror of war. Our second point is the connection of war and our war on babies. And our third point is a painful and an honest look at ourselves in this war. And our fourth point will be to contrast the depth of the depravity of sin with the height of the glory and the holiness of God's grace in Jesus Christ. Now in our first point, the horror of war. Oh, war is a horrible thing, an awful thing. But we must look at how wars started. War started in paradise already 6,000 years ago when we made war against God by rejecting his rule over us, breaking the covenant of works. Yes, there we sinned in Adam, lost all of our righteousness, and we willingly embraced Satan and all evil. Yes, there all of our human nature began to war against each other. We who were created the crown pieces of creation made war with each other, killed each other. Yes, there in paradise already as the full force of sin rushed in the door that we had opened, we could easily kill each other and easily rip each other to pieces, easily behead each other. If, if God had not graciously intervened with his grace and his power with a new covenant, the covenant of grace. <clears throat> yes, there is a great similarity of that day to Hamas's evil day, which we saw Saturday where all godly restraints seem to be taken away for a time. And the result was 1,300 more than that innocent people of Israel killed in cold blood and 40 innocent babies beheaded. All restraint, human restraint, was taken away from our evil heart. Fortunately, God, when Adam and Eve were ready to destroy each other after sinning, placed a restraining force around there and around all of our hearts that prevents it from being as evil as it wishes to be. And that grace is called often common grace, which prevents the full force of the evil of our heart from really coming out and manifesting itself. Yes, common grace is that grace that God has instituted to allow all sinful humans to be able to live together yet in a relative peace. Until the last day. But it is interrupted in those hours and days and minutes in this type of Hamas war, 
where for a time God takes away all restraint, and all evil flows out of our corrupt human nature, raw, violent, unrestrained human nature without common grace. Oh, in such hours and days and seasons of war, we see openly, blatantly, the real depths of human sin and depravity that naturally dwells in our old nature. <clears throat> yes, and at those times, we can see the beheading of babies. Now, in our second point, the similarity of wars then to abortion, where these unrestrained times, where even common grace is taken away. At abortion clinics, we see this same evil. Oh, there we see babies' heads cut off without pity, without mercy, without feeling. Yes, there at abortion clinics is a Hamas time, an ISIS time, a Nazi time, an Al-Qaeda time. Yes, such times are so similar as abortion times when the abortion doctor hardens himself, sears his conscience, casts off all feelings, all restraint, and he blatantly cuts off the baby's head first, because that's what happens in an abortion first. Then he cuts off the limbs, then butchers and dismembers the whole body. Oh, it is too horrible to say, but we must say it. That is us who also stand by and so often approve of this sin or are silent in it. Our silence is our complicity. Yes, he is able to save intact many of the baby's parts, that abortion doctor, that he can sell them then to add to his reward for being an abortion doctor. Yes, many doctors and nurses whom God has changed and regenerated in Jesus Christ, who have quit their job in this barbaric practice. They know the nurse's job is to first assemble all the butchered body of the aborted baby to be sure all the parts of the baby are out of the womb. The head was cut off first. Oh, then the abortion clinic salvages the parts that can be sold. And then the baby's bloody remains are bagged up and thrown into garbage and onto the landfill. <clears throat> yes, that kind of Hamas moment takes place in every abortion clinic. 3,500 times per day in America, 10,000 times per day around the world. And over the last 50 years, it has taken place over 500 million times in just this generation. Oh, think about it. Think about it. 500 million babies beheaded by Hamas spirit in this generation.
just in this generation? Oh, who can fathom the depth of our human heart? Our silence is our complicity, even though we are not the doctor doing it, even though our country has approved of this. God gave a great victory, but we have sinned against it, as we've seen in last week's sermon. Yes, when we vote for this sin happening at any time after conception, we are guilty, 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 you and I. And God alone in his divine omniscience can measure the depth of our heart. For your and my heart by nature can be compared to if you capture a wild animal and put it in a cage. Oh, that wild animal violently throws itself against the cage wire, even willing to hurt itself, desperate to get out. Oh, so are all of our evil hearts after the deep fall of Adam. But then, but when God loosens that restraint, oh, that is an amass time, an abortion time, a murdering time, a beheading time of another one of God's crown pieces of creation. Yes, yes, it's too hard to say, but we must. 500 million babies beheaded and lay discarded as garbage in the world's landfills. God's crown piece of creation, God's children, we have killed either with our compliance or with our complicity, with our silence. Yes, we are guilty, and by any measure of math, we are far, far more guilty than the Hamas who do refuse abortion, who do refuse to sell baby parts. Yes, what a dreadful picture I have painted this morning out of what God's Word tells us, that that Hamas evil, that deep fallen Adam evil, that abortion evil dwells in every human heart. In our old nature, yes, yours and mine. Oh, if God has ever shown you and me this reality by our rebirth, if he has granted that grace, then we have seen that we are more evil, far more evil than Hamas. Oh, then we must feign away and say, I have no righteousness better than that of an abortion doctor or of a Hamas terrorist. For I have sinned against the grace of God. I have sinned against Scripture. And sinning against Scripture is a zillion times worse than sinning just against the law. Yes, that's zillions with a Z. Oh, if God would ever loosen the common grace restraints which he has placed around your heart and my heart, even for one moment. 
Oh, what incre incredible evil I in you would do. Do you know that evil that lurks within, that so often dominates you? Oh, then you must say when we see any great evil done around us, there, there, but for the grace of God, go I. But God has restrained me, for God's restraining grace surrounds that monster of iniquity within. What things I would have done if God had not restrained my heart? Oh, I must ask you that question this morning. Has God ever shown you, shown you by grace that you have such a Hamas heart, such a sinful heart? Oh, do you know something of that evil that rages in your and my heart, ready like a caged wild beast to burst forth in, <coughs> in murderous, Savagery, yes, ready to burst forth at every moment. Oh, thank God for common grace, which restrains us, that we still can live a normal, decently life most of the hours of the day. Yes, each of us have such a heart, but how incredibly blessed are you, if you may know it, so many deny it and say, oh, I could never, never do something like that. I have a good heart. Oh, it is a lie. Satan is telling you that delusion. Because God tells you in his word something far different. He said the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? But blessed are you if you may know it from God's own grace. For those who know their great evil within their Hamas heart, oh, they may come before God in his blood, shed so freely at the foot of the cross, and God will hear their repentance. Yes, God has to show us that. For we would never, never see it otherwise. For we are blind to our blindness, dead to our deadness. <coughs> now from history we know that that evil monster Hitler killed over six million innocent people. That evil monster Stalin killed over six million that evil monster Mao Zedong killed over 30 million in their own countries. Yes, these type evil dictators, they were monsters of evil where the common grace was left a go of their heart and they operated unrestrained. That their total murders were nearly 100 million in just this generation, but if we call them monsters of evil, which we certainly must because they were monsters, then what does that make you and me who through abortion, 
have committed over 500 million murders and beheadings. Yes, we have beheaded 500 million innocent babies. Oh, do the math. 500 million murders of us. 40 million, 40 murders of Hamas. That's not even considering the spiritual math. No, it is not just the 500 million women who have murdered their child in their womb, but it is equally the guilt of the father who failed to take responsibility, human responsibility, as the father of his heritage. Oh, what a dereliction, what a horror of parenthood has taken place in this generation. But in our silence or in our complicity, to not act is to act. And to be silent in the face of this is sin. Yes, as we have seen, when a leader of a country declares war, he binds his whole nation to that war, whether we wanted that war or not. And yes, in such a covenantal way, each of us are also fully responsible for what our nation and our state has voted in. And all of us are counted as guilty before God unless we find repentance in the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, I say it again. Do the math. The simple math is overwhelming. Obviously, God counts 500 million beheaded babies as a greater sin than 40 beheaded babies. Do the math. Now our godly forefathers, they would thunder condemnation upon us for our failure to do the math. And that's not even considering the spiritual math, where the sin of a Christian is counted as zillions of times worse than the sin of a heathen, such as Hamas, who do not know the word of God. <clears throat> now our third point, the application. Where, oh where, then we would say again, would we find such an Hamas monster of monsters. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes, I just saw a Hamas monster. And it is looking back at me in the mirror. Looking back at me and you. Yes, it is me. It is us who have been and are guilty of 500 million beheadings. Yes, you and me and all humanity have that same capacity for evil as Hamas does, as ISIS does, as Al-Qaeda does. A loss of all human restraint flowing forth from our indwelling evil. That the deep fall of Adam open that door to death 
and we welcome death into our human world. There that monster dwells within each one of us, ready to spring forth and to kill. Unless God has restrained us by special grace, regenerating grace in the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh yes, there in paradise we became death through sin, and we will willingly remain in the embrace of death. Unless God stops us, unless God regenerates you and me, Oh, then you know you are such an Amas sinner. Five hundred million little babies beheaded, lays on you and me. Oh, why, why would I say something so bizarre, you say? Oh, it is because I must speak the truth to you, no matter how unpleasant it is. I cannot tell you smooth lies that you go with your soul into hell with lies. Oh, I beg you, do not become angry. Do not walk away in disgust. For I am telling you a truth that God teaches on every page of the Bible and that was taught faithfully to all of our godly forefathers until this generation. Yes, sadly, Christendom has, to a large, large percentage, largely lost this perspective of sin in just this generation. It's documented in all the research that has been done. Don't take my word for it. The truth is open and obvious in black and white. Oh, yes, there in the mirror I saw Hamas. Let me explain what I mean. Oh, when we, as we said, broke the covenant of works, we fell deeply into death. Only a remnant of that crown piece of creation remains, scarcely recognizable. But yet, yet God allows common grace to restrain us from the evil we really would like to do, what our heart would do. Yes, sin alienated us from God and made a great impassable valley of separation between God and man, between God and you and me. But what did God do in his great wrath for us there in paradise? Did he destroy us, which we richly deserved? Did he leave us entirely to murder each other? You know, in his great mercy, in his long-suffering, God made a new and a living way to salvation. The covenant of grace in the blood of Jesus Christ, his son. And he replaced restraining grace around your and my heart that we may live a semi-normal life. In our lifetime, yes, I must say this because God's ministers are commissioned to preach only the truth. And we must faithfully point out all dangers and hypocrisies 
of us humans. No, no, there were not just 40 innocent little babies who were beheaded on Saturday <coughs> in Israel by Hamas. No, the number of babies beheaded last Saturday was 3,540 just in America. And over 10,000 babies beheaded in all the 197 countries of the world. Yes, that happens every day. 10,000 little babies beheaded. Oh, try to fathom the evil of abortion. And yet, such a high percentage of humanity, such a high percentage of Christendom are blind to this fact. And imagine that we can abort a child any time after conception, blind to our blindness, dead to our deadness. Oh, awake, awake, awake. There is still time for repentance. Yes, in fact, since Saturday, just one week ago, over 70,000 little innocent babies have been beheaded. You and I, suffer that guilt because we are associated with it. Our silence is our complicity. Our inaction is our complicity. Oh, there I told you this horrible fact because I have to tell you the raw truth. Oh, let us be honest with ourselves, brutally honest. For in the day of days at the judgment seat, then every secret will be shouted from the housetop. Then we will have to be honest. Oh, hear the facts. Hear the facts which you may not have ever heard before. There are over 3,500 abortions in America. And we say it again, 10,000 every day around the world. That's facts. Now, the very first step in every single abortion is to behead the baby in the womb. Because the head is the biggest part of the baby, the most difficult to get out of the womb. The baby is beheaded, then the abortionist cuts off the limbs and fully dismembers the body of that innocent little baby. Oh, Hamas's beheading of those 40 babies was horrific beyond words. No one can say differently than horrific. But again, I tell you, let us do the math to see which is the more horrible act of terrorism. Would it be the Hamas who killed 40 million innocent babies? Or would it be those of us who have killed 500 million innocent little babies in the last 50 years. Oh, do the math. Oh, then the guilt lies on us in this generation. We have beheaded 500 million babies. Oh, it scarcely can be said. Do you know your guilt? Do you know 
that you are complicit in that guilt because you live in this country, because you live in this state where abortion is approved at some level. Yes, you and I are guilty of 500 million beheaded babies already. And the death rate from abortion's machine marches on relentlessly daily. Oh yes, the simple math. That comparison makes obvious that we in every country and every state who have voted and clearly intend to vote for abortion, we are guilty. Yes, the facts of math prove it before you even apply spiritual math, which tells us that a Christian sinning is much, much more sinful, zillions of times more sinful, zillion with a Z. Oh, then do that spiritual math. For while what Amos has done Saturday is horrific, Oh, how horrific does that make you and me? Yes, by any math, we are 500 million times worse than the Hamas. Oh, that's the reason God says the depth of our sinful hearts. Who, who can know it? But such a high percentage of us are blind to it. Oh, pray then that God may open your eyes, open your ears to see your bloody hands. Now in our fourth point, I have to also tell you, while we have covered the great depths of depravity, I have to tell you the great hope there is in God's grace, in the blood of Jesus Christ, for those of you who may know that you have an Hamas heart. For God has declared that there is still hope for lost, hopeless, beatitude sinners who are storming his throne of grace, crying out, O oh Lord, I know I am guilty of 500 million little babies beheaded. But could it please thee yet <coughs> to wash away my sin in the blood of Jesus Christ? For there is sufficiency to wash away the sins of a thousand worlds, Luther said. There is sufficiency in the blood of Jesus Christ for you and me, for the chiefest of sinners, for God's grace in Christ's blood is infinitely greater than our sin. Oh, to those who may know their sin, their Hamas heart this morning, I lift up Jesus Christ. As I said, Luther said that truth. There is power for such sinners in the blood of Jesus Christ to save a thousand worlds full of sinners such as evil as you and me. And though you have all the sins of the world piled upon you, yet, yet, by grace, 
it could still be possible for you to be saved because God's bloody sacrifice of his son is infinitely greater and in sincere repentance then God may be as the king of Nineveh said cry out to God who can tell perhaps perhaps though our sin is so great we have killed so many yet Yet he may have repentance of our destruction. Oh, think of King Manasseh, who filled the streets of Jerusalem with innocent blood from one end to the other. Yes, even if you have more sin than Hitler, you could still be saved. Because actually you do. Because... If you sin as a Christian, we said, your sin is a zillion times worse than a person sins as a heathen who has never been taught out of God's word. Yes, that is because Christian sinning is counted as against the blood of Jesus Christ and counting it as an unclean thing. Oh, yes, if God may open your and my eyes, then he will show you that reality. That we have sinned far, far, far more than all of Hitler, all of Stalin, all of Mao Zedong, all of the 500 million abortions done in this world, in this generation, by irresponsible parents. For Christians have sinned far greater in this generation in one sin against God. No, then I nor you can hold up our head above anyone in the world, for our sins are the greatest. That's spiritual math, reality math. And only the blood of Jesus Christ can be your and my pleading ground today. For God says that precious promise, only confess your sins, acknowledge your sins, and I will forgive them. Oh yes, what a wonder of free and sovereign grace. There is more than sufficient ability to forgive you and me, to forgive sins, though they may be so horrific. Forgive sins in the ocean of blood which lays at the foot of the cross. Oh, I said already and I say it again. God says in the moment that you sincerely repent, in the moment that you acknowledge your sin, confess your guilt. In that same moment, God says, I will forgive. Oh, what a precious invitation by grace then we have from God's mouth. Lo, anyone who thirsteth, come and buy without money, without price. Oh, and that means you. And me, chief sinners, whose sins weigh us down so heavily. Oh, I lift up Jesus Christ for such ones today. For the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse from all sins. 
Yes, we have brought you to the depths of the depravity of sin. And by the grace of God, we may also bring you up to the heights of the glory of God's holiness. Yes, I am speaking these words to all the ends of the earth, because as a minister of the Lord, I must preach to all the ends of the earth, even though I know, fully know, that only those with eyes to see and ears to hear will hear what I have to say, or any minister speaking the truth has to say today, what God is saying to you and me today. Oh, I must say to such guilty ones who know themselves as far worse than Hamas sinners, that Jesus Christ is lifted up. And with open arms of the invitation is saying to such guilty ones who know the depths of their heart, who see no hope in themselves, poor, needy, missing sinners ready to perish. I am saying there is pardon to those who are naked and undone. Christ is saying, I am your clothing. God is saying to those who find themselves ungodly, I am your righteousness. God is saying to those defiled with sins, by my stripes are ye healed. God is saying to the ends of the earth, to all sinners, I am your sanctification. Yes, there is an almighty divine mediator, a glorious intercessor, an almighty advocate, an Emmanuel, a Rabboni, a Shiloh, who is altogether lovely and chief among 10,000, who saves even Hamas sinners, who have killed over 500 million little babies beheaded. There is still hope, still hope. Storm is throne of grace today, asking for that blood forgiveness. For God's gospel reaches to the ends of the earth for those needy ones, those poor ones, those lame ones, those hopeless ones to the ends of the earth. Yes, so guilty they dare not lift up their heads as the, as the man in the, in the church saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. But God drew him, justified him, Oh, that he gives that they may look with one glance, one touch, one hope, one prayer, so that such sinful souls will leap up and spring into Jesus Christ's acceptance and access to the Father and reconciliation with the Trinity. Yes, Moses has lifted up the brazen and serpent in the wilderness, for just such lost Tomas sinners who by one needy glance with their eyes 
may see and receive a Savior, a mediator between God and them, an intercessor, an advocate seated at the right hand of the throne of God. 